Hi. Hi, Allison. Congratulations on the film. Oh, thank you so much. You know, what's it like to go from uh, pen to screen with such an iconic <laughs> character? It's what ninety um, year. It's ninety years this year since the last Winnie the Pooh book, right? Yeah, it's been a long time. I mean, there's a certain amount of pressure to live up to uh, the greatness that was A.A. Milne. Um, and also the fans, because, of course, Pooh and all of his friends are such beloved characters. Um, but luckily, I was sort of thrown in the deep end so fast on this project that there wasn't a lot of time to worry. It was a lot of go, go, go. Now, was this pitch to you like, look, we're going to do a hook-type story with Christopher Robin? Or was it your idea to come in with it and go, hey, let's do what happened if Christopher Robin grew up? I think the idea was of what happened if Christopher Robin grew up had actually been at Disney for decades. And they had just been tossing around the idea for a long time and um, had different writers working on it. And then sort of Alex Ross Perry came in um, a few years ago and set it post-World War II. Um, and the idea of sort of this besieged... Um, businessman with his daughter and um and then i sort of came on board and um kind of kept kept going with the train and sort of delved more into how do we make it topical today and and the idea of holidays for everyone and then really getting our characters on the screen makes sense because the i know the real christopher robin had broken away from his childhood in the winnie the pooh stories and became a bookstore owner um have you been in contact with any of his descendants and saying this is our fictionalized version of your dad, your grandfather, et cetera, based on what your great-grandfather had written in the stories about the fictionalized version of him. No, 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 because it's not based on the real Christopher Robin or that family at all. This is definitely a world within the books, within the storybooks. Um, And so in in our film, A.A. Milne doesn't exist. Um, and so we, you know, and, and I, especially having done biopics in the past, very careful to um, make it very dissimilar to the real, you know, we, we didn't want to lean on any of the real Christopher Robin too much. We wanted right. to stick with the, the character in the book. Uh, I asked Jim this, and I have to ask you, since we're both adults. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> we, you know, we both, well, relatively speaking, in age at least. Um, you know, we do tend to forget how to play and let loose. How do we as adults recapture that? Right. I mean, I think a lot of it is with our own children. I mean, I'm certainly finding that with my two-year-old and, um, I will come home and the games that my husband has created with her, um, are sort of just hilarious and mind boggling and, and it makes me play. And there was a moment the other day where she, she really wants the thing in books to come to life and she doesn't understand, you know, she can't pick them up off the pages. And she was really upset. She couldn't pick a bunny off a page. And I just mind scooping it up and petting it and kissing it and nuzzling it. And I said, isn't it so soft? And my empty hand that had this pretend bunny in it, I handed it to her and she immediately got it and started petting it. And I just thought we don't do that enough as adults, but her brain and her imagination is locked onto it instantly. And we played with that imaginary bunny for at least 15 minutes. So yeah. 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 Looking at our kids. And you know, it's a, it's a fun story. I mean, you have, you know, you and McGregor, you have uh, Haley Atwell, or Atwater in it, yes. and uh, 
she's going to kill me if I pronounce her name wrong and then I finally meet her face to face. But, um, you know, and so you have the star-studded cast with it. You have Jim doing the voices, Brad Garrett doing voices, uh, you know, The Last Doctor Who, Peter Capaldi doing a voice. Um, and then you get to see, you know, a, I wouldn't say a rattier version, but, you know, a more played-with version <laughs> right. of Pooh right. and Tigger and, and Ruin Everybody. Um, what is that like? You know, because, you know, we know what it was like when when uh, Sterling was voicing them and now Jim's doing it from, from our childhoods. Mm-hmm. Um to see the doll itself there and then transform to CG and this is the story that you wrote based on those characters mm-hmm. that we loved so much and hearing those voices. I mean, it's certainly transformative. I think whenever you're writing a script, you're in a bit of a bubble with mm-hmm. dialogue and the scenes and the moment they come to life, we did a table read um, and we heard them speak and you know, Jim and everyone speaks for the first time and by Garrett and we just got chills. Mm-hmm. And sort of immediately started marking up the script and saying, okay, let's lean into Eeyore. I hear Eeyore now. He would actually use this word over here, and I hear Pooh now. And so it, it really, you know, we're all just chatting with ourselves, and the moment they started reading, it was like we were transported. Right. And then when we got to set and you got to, to hold, too, I think what was so great about his sort of sort of well-used design is, is you wanted to comfort Pooh, and he had been through so much, mm-hmm. just as you wanted to sort of comfort Christopher Robin, who had been through so much. So the characters really reflected mm-hmm. Christopher Robin. And you had to give uh, Jim and Brad the best lines of the movie. Of course. I mean, yeah. well, I mean, Eeyore was always just so fun to write. I mean, <clears throat> he was my favorite to write, because you just can go so doom and gloomy with him. Mm-hmm. But his... View of the world is very profound. Right. Um, so yeah, it was a joy. Uh, were you allowed to keep any of the uh, any of the the stuffed versions of them for your own personal collection? No. I wish no. <laughs> I don't know if I, the last I saw them, they were behind glass. <laughs> um, I did get I did get the plushies, you know, that 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 have come out, um, and. We have, I think, three Eeyores around the house who have all been diapered by my daughter. So, um, but, That uh, way you make sure he yeah. doesn't lose his tail. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he doesn't lose his tail. He's very happy. There's no pressure if he's having a bad day. Um, but no, no. Yeah. No souvenirs. And just, so the movie comes out, and you see it on the big screen finally. And, you know, mm-hmm. there there has to be a sigh of relief from completion. But now that it's coming out on 4K and Blu-ray, and you get to sit home and enjoy it with your daughter mm-hmm. more so now, because she's a little bit older than when you first started writing it. Um, right. Is it more you know, is it more appreciative for you to be able to sit there at home and watch it and then pause a scene and talk to her rather than waiting the 90-plus minutes to, to the end of the film oh. in the theater and then go talk about it in the car? Absolutely. I mean, I think there's something fun about she can sit with her animals and, and, you know, mommy, daddy can explain things to her and we can pause and rewind. And it's also just fun, you know, going to other people's houses and, and seeing it there and the kids are, are watching, you know, they'll be watching it in the background. So I think um, it's always, it's always actually 
it's very surreal as a writer. I think you live in a bubble when you go to the theater. It's sort of startling, but you somehow convince yourself that um, it's only that one theater in the whole world that's watching you. Um, but when you start to see, you know, when you go and you see it on the rental boxes or on Netflix, it starts to be like, oh, it's everywhere. And, uh, you know, I remember hearing my neighbor listening to a movie I wrote upstairs and freezing and going, oh, my gosh, this is, other people are seeing this. So, Was um, there- it's exciting. <laughs> Oh, sorry, uh, RT, we have time for just one last question. Absolutely. Uh, any scene in the movie that came out even better than you had pictured in your head that, that went to paper? The Heffalong fight, I mm-hmm. think, um, turned out really fun to see him playing. Um, and then uh, this is sort of the first time he ever saw who the look on his face. I think, you know, that was very magical. Um, yeah, so... It was pretty great to see come to life. Perfect. And Winnie the oh, I'm sorry, Christopher Robin comes out November Tuesday, November sixth on 4K Blu-ray, DVD, and digital. And where can we find you on social media before I let you go? Um, I'm Allison M. Schroeder on Instagram and Twitter. I believe I'm at M. Schroeder. Um, yeah. Perfect. Allison, again, thank you so very much for chatting with me today. Congratulations on the film Thanks. and. I will be rewatching it on my flight on Monday. Uh, okay, don't cry too much. Bring tissues. You know, I, I'm I'm a very large man. I look very intimidating, but I'm a very big softie, so I will do nice. my best. I love it. You know? All Take right, care. Sounds good. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye.